Good afternoon, welcome to Trophy TV. This is the final word. Everton nil, Manchester United 3. A very, very disappointing outcome at Goodison Park yesterday. Um, this game was built up. Lots of protests. The fans done their bit. And unfortunately, it just didn't happen on the pitch uh, once the game started. Mm. Partly because we got to witness goal of the season after about two and a half minutes, which we didn't really need to, unless it was from one of our players, but it wasn't. Mm. Uh, joined by Jack in the studio. Jack, very, very disappointing. It wasn't meant to go like this, was <laughs> it? With you know all the talk coming up and you know all, all the siege mentality talk and everyone... Yeah focusing on what the atmosphere was going to be like, the protests, and, you know, I don't know about you, but myself, I was thinking or, you know, maybe hoping this is going to be one of those days where it goes right for Everton after a bad week, a very bad week, and you're thinking, OK, but we're going to get something back this weekend, and, you know, we're going to go for it, and the players are going to be up for it, and, you know, we'll say to the Premier League, it doesn't matter how many points you dock us because we'll stay up anyway, and, you know, there is a lot of optimism in that Man United, obviously, a much better team than Everton as the mm. Premier League table shows but you know th that was the hope going into the game and then obviously straight away to win gets took out of the sales Pat uh, the team was named um, it was just basically the same team no much surprise there Amadou Onana we knew mm. wasn't going to make it James Coleman was back on the bench so we got the team news and then obviously there was the atmosphere march and yeah. Evertonians have been gathering and the fans done their bit, didn't they, in the build-up to it. And once inside the stadium, obviously had the booming of the Premier League anthem and all of that stuff that went on and, you know, some rather lively, colourful songs. Um, everything was set up, wasn't it, at half four, ready to go. And yet, within a couple of minutes, it was... Someone put the Alpine in the balloon, didn't he? Yeah, it certainly felt like that, didn't it? It was... Um... Obviously, the team was pretty much what we expected it to be, uh, with no O'Nana, and I suppose disappointingly, you no know, better on the bench, just to have that extra player, bit of quality, maybe to come on and cause some issues. But yeah, the atmosphere was magnificent. The march was uh, up on County Road was was brilliant. You know, hundreds, thousands of people there, and it it was it was creating this this atmosphere of us against the world and. You still need people to do the jobs, don't you? And I don't know. Don't know whether the players. I think people thought maybe the players would come out really, you know, out the blocks and a few naughty ones lay left on players. But I think maybe the manager would would have warned the players: don't get caught up in in the atmosphere of the, don't get caught up in the emotion of it. I think some of us have to admit that 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 kind of. That side of football is dead, I'm afraid. I, do, I generally think it is. I generally think managers will never send teams out unless it's like a lower lower league or a cup match maybe to 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 do that anymore. I think that's one of the sad parts of football now. I it's, thought we had to approach it like a cup match though. I know, but I, I just don't think we I don't think we live in an era now where where you can do that. I think it's one of the, one of the great levels of football used to be you could get physical. I don't know if you can get physical on teams anymore, sadly. Or it doesn't seem like we can. We oh, but... we certainly we certainly get done for it. And the game we allowed them to we allowed them to get into a rhythm pretty quickly. Um and you know, they're allowed to get to the byline and put a cross into the box, which is always going to be dangerous. Mm. 
especially early on. But obviously, what happened when the cost came in is something you can't you can't really uh, account for. You can't really stop. Mm. Most people would have thought they'd done the jobs because it's across to the back post. Ganacho's pulled one in a million, or you know, and you won behind. And as you said, the bubble is burst very, very quickly. Yeah, I thought I thought we should have come flying out the traps at them, and not necessarily leave them naughty tackles in, but just show a little bit of intent. And I mean, I should have watched enough games under Sean Dyke at Goodison to know that that's not what we do. We just basically retreat into our box against the team who we, we think are better than us and then let the game settle down. But I just thought yesterday was the opportunity to to mix it up and try to feed off that energy that the crowd yeah, created. Yeah. But we didn't. And and once the game, you know, Manchester United got on the ball basically straight away and, and had all the ball and that lot's allowed to overlap and pulls a cross in and Garnacho scores goal of the season and absolutely worldy. Said before it one of the best goals I've ever seen. Live, the ball flew. That's such unbelievable patience at the back of the net. One of them where once it leaves his foot, you you just think it's in. You just know yeah. with some goals yeah. and it hit the net and you're just like, well, what a start that is because it was just a unbelievable goal, but not what we needed. <laughs> no, definitely not. And, you know, like you say, majority of times, you know, 99 times out of 100, you don't concede that goal mm. that way. And you, you, people have spoke about Pickford, could you mm. done better? For me, definitely not. It was a perfect no, finish. You, no. you know, one of the best goals in Premier League history, those type of goals don't get saved for a reason. That's why it's so good. And you can tell straight away what he's going for because you see him take the two steps backwards mm. and he's looking over his shoulder waiting for the ball. You're hoping he's just going to try and take it down and knock it on and then maybe we can scramble the ball away. But obviously he goes for the bicycle kick and just plants it into the top corner. And, you know, everything we said in advance about, uh, you know, we're going to get on top of them. We don't really get a chance to yeah. do that because straight away the game's momentum is just yeah. taken away from us. Oh, yeah. I mean, take going back to your point, Baz, you're absolutely right. You can we should have started the game I think a little bit quicker but to keep maybe yeah to get the to keep the crowd engaged yeah, not engaged because it's only mm. a couple of minutes in but you know what I mean you know, it's you the noise see, levels you it? can see the mm. if you can see the players are with you if you can see they're on your side if you can see that they are if they've got the same mentality as you to allow them to to allow them to just build up the play they want to pour a mm. ball into the box. I know people people get, well, it's only a couple of minutes in. That happens anyway. You deal with it nine times out of a ten. But, but sometimes, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's difficult. So, as I said, I think what the way we normally play with Daesh is a slow and steady start, mm. which, is allow, which allows us to build into games and obviously stops the opposition from, from doing what they want to do. And it's very evident that in the last few weeks, as we've started, we've just put our foot onto the on into the game slowly, mm. and then emerge. You know, you think of the away games at West Ham, and not but, a Palace though. We were ahead no, no, we were ahead, weren't we? Because we because we have started well. Mm. Uh, Bournemouth, we again, where we've got into the game quite early ourselves. So I'm sure the manager will be disappointed by that. And once the ball once the ball comes into the box, there's very little anyone can Should do. Should you about be it. closer to? I, I I just think that I just think that you know, even the even the shape of the cross, it looks like it's going away from him. Is it just simply one of them where 
he just after hold your hand up and say, there's nothing we could do, really. We, he's got round the back of us, he's put a cross in. Like you said, maybe the defenders, they were okay. It's clear the goal were okay. You know, when he pull it down, mm. then me engage, and he's pulled off a whale, you know, a whale, the other goal, and you won down. And, and probably I'm splitting ears. I just, I just wanted us to be fast and yeah, furious yeah, for five absolutely. minutes absolutely. and just keep that energy going mm. in the stadium, not let them make them a bit jittery. Because when we did do that, they were jittery. Mm. You know, they kicked a couple straight out for throw ins and stuff. They were trying to knock it around. We just, to me, at times, in the first half, we were passive. We allowed them to do what they wanted. And it was when we did step it up and started harrying them and, and putting them under pressure, we started getting a little bit of joy. And obviously, we had the the uh, protesting on 10 minutes, which was loud again. And that did re that kind of regenerated the stadium. That even though it was 1-0, it, it kind of picked everybody back up. And then we did have some good moments then after yeah, that. Yeah. And, you know, and just thinking like, Dom's had the one where he's had the shot and the keeper saved it and Dwight McNeil, the goalie's laying on the floor. And if he just leathers it with his right foot, it's 1-1 one, one and he tries to dink it, yeah. Yeah, I, I do think the emotion and the occasion got on top of some of the players. Mm. That's not the fans' fault mm. at all. No. It, it's the players for not knowing mm. how to respond to that. But, you know, Calvert-Lewin, like you say, I think some of the editors he tried putting a bit too much on them. Mm. And he tried to go for them a bit too much when, you know, they were good deliveries. They just needed guys. And mm. McNeil second-guessed himself when he went for that chance because yeah. he knew this This is the equaliser. This is where we turn the game around. And I think he overthinked it a little bit going for that stupid little mm. dink. And... The other situations in the game where players were just taking a little bit too long to sort the feet out, I think they weren't necessarily prepared for the occasion either. Mm. See, when that ball rolled, like from where I am, when the keeper saves it yeah. and he parries it back and McNeil's running in with the whole goal, I'm thinking, I'm thinking it's 1-1 one, one. and because the ball's practically on the line. Waiting for, I'm waiting for the, just waiting for like the parking. Exactly, and you... they were going to rise and then that, yeah. to me, if you, you have all of those things in like a millisecond, like you're ready to celebrate. Mm. And when it stays out, you're just like, how? How's he missed it? Yeah. The goalie's practically on the floor. How is he not? Because if he just smashes that with a bit of power, it's in. There's nothing the keeper can do. It's 1-1 one, one and it's mm. a different game. And we had the Adelaide Corey one. Mm. It's, he's got to, he's, well, if he hasn't got a score, he's got to hit the target. To target. Got to be. Mm. We've had headers across the goal. You just mentioned Dominic Alvalu and had two really good opportunities. And Ped at that stage. This is a this is a, a thing we've seen before, sadly, this season. You know, you think back to Fulham, you think back to Wolves, you think back to Luton. All of these games came and went from Everton just missing good opportunities. And this time, we were playing against a very yeah. good side. This, who, is, who this, is the, this is the XG argument, though, isn't it? This is the thing that we were, we were saying early on. And I'm not changing the narrative or spinning the narrative. I'm just saying that's what happens. You can create chances. It doesn't mean you finish chances. Mm -hmm. That's the thing about XG. That's the thing that... I understand you can still make good chances. You don't have to actually have to play that well to create good chances. We do make good chances. It's just that we don't we don't finish them. Mm. And if you don't finish them and you're playing better sides, get punished. Them. You're yeah. asking for it. You're asking you? for it. You, you, and that's the thing. People can can use the XD thing to. It's good that we're making chances. And another day we score those chances or. Like Jack was saying, if there's a little le little bit less pressure maybe on the players, mm. um, then maybe he does just finish that. He'll finish that all the time in training. Mm. That's you watching the training videos. That's the difference. But when there's a hostile crowd and and you know that how important sit situations are, you might try and 
put that extra little bit on it to make sure it goes in and the extra little bit might be the thing that stops it going in um and that is the thing with the 10 points deduction that you can't you can't account for is it's created pressure mm. you know it's dead easy to sit here and go oh we're better than those bottom th those bottom three teams or the three teams who came up or whatever but the the, the point being is those teams don't fear the situation because what have they got to fear we're in a situation now where all the pressure's on us we've done all the hard work to get ourselves away from there one of the most informed teams going into this game and yet suddenly 10 points all the pressure's on and what does that do to players who've been playing with a little bit of freedom over the last mm. few weeks Tighten that can't up. be quantified that simply can't be quantified. Oh, you'll be all right because you'd rather take the points this year. No, I wouldn't, mate. I'd no. rather never have the points because mm. I truly don't think we deserve the points. Mm. I really don't. And I'll stand by that and I'll, I'll argue till we're blue in the face with anyone about that. I truly don't believe any football deserves, unless they've done something on the pitch to deserve it. Mm -hmm. I don't believe the pitch point should be on the pitch, no. personally. Um, or have actually, you know, actually paid off a ref or mm. or done something like yeah, that. I, yeah. I truly truly don't. I just don't see I just don't see it. But anyway, but that that, that kind of pressure is different now and, mm. and I think you sort of felt that as Jack was saying there, you, we were snatching at chances, the decory one. On another day you might just take a lovely first touch, maybe, and then just bend it into Open the corner. Oh you know th that's that's where we are now. Mm. And that's where these players are gonna have to deal with that very quickly that's right jack isn't he is that that it is unquantifiable when you're in that stadium yesterday it felt totally different whereas the last few weeks watching everton there's a relaxation about mm. it it's like yeah but they were all right we've got enough if yesterday would have been everton with the 14 points that they were on against manchester united with the 20 points they were on or whatever they're on 21 whatever it was before the game it would have been a different feel. Manchester United might have still won the game 3-0. It might have played out exactly the same way. But there's a different feel about it. Dwight McNeil maybe doesn't snatch at that chance. Maybe just taps it in. Maybe You know, you just can't tell. But there is the feeling. There was the feeling in that stadium yesterday when you went in. that The feeling of unjust. Like Peds just said, it's, those PSR rules are there purely for a financial aspect in there's nowhere in the premier league rule handbook says it's anything well it's it, it, it's not correlated to sporting advantage it's not it's, it's, so why is there a sporting sanction being put in that's the issue and when you walked in that ground yesterday you felt that heaviness again of like we're back where we started and we don't deserve to be well it's the thing we've just got away from isn't it literally the last few weeks when you know the results started going well for us as well mm. and you know we've stopped looking over the shoulder mm. as often especially as often as we have had to do the last couple of years when relegation has been a real possibility and obviously we knew the commission was coming up and there's all the takeover stuff as well but on the pitch things mm. were quiet because we didn't yeah. Games weren't must-win. Games where we're playing a better side weren't seen as must-win. Like you say, Baz, you know, Man United, if there was no 10-point deduction on that, they still might have beat us. Mm. But we wouldn't have gone into that game thinking, oh, we could really do the win here because mm. we're five points yeah, off yeah. safety. And that is going to affect us every game for the rest of the season unless this is resolved or changed. And that's up to us to fix. Mm. So, 
it's not a case of oh, we're being punished every game for the 10 point deduction but for all intents and purposes we are mm. because every approach for every game is going to be different now it's going to be so much more pressure than we would have had otherwise because that's not what our results have merited our results this season have merited a current place <laughs> of about 14th so we well, should, we should be higher about relegation if, you, if you're going with xg everton should be six or seven no but without even getting in so that's just yeah. looking at like stone cold results mm. which should be mid-table not really thinking about relegation mm. well, it, affects you, does. it affects your psyche over the weekend you're mm. looking at games and you're thinking oh you mean don't palace have been beaten by luton because you and, and all those things then people going into the stadium thinking well luton won so even if we got a win today we're not out the bottom three that all creates a different psyche mm. you're watching the game and you suddenly people today are like Actually, I'm I'm a bit worried now, mm. and it creates a completely different ten days ago. So, no one was exactly. Worried, so you really. go into the Forest game next week, and people will be like, "This is a must win," mm. and you're not going in with that re- relaxation of. Whereas going to Forest, you go slaughtered. They know if you where yeah, we where you go. Well, yeah, you beat, go into those teams going, going to those. There's a completely different mentality mm. within the fan base, and that mm. again, as I said, that can't be quantified. That's what they've done to us. You know, not mm. you know financially, they've they've they've. The points could be, uh, the positions could be huge, but and then you, you give you've given Luton that opportunity now to go. Oh, we if we can, if we we can build a bit of a win lead. every if we can win a game every four games mm. and get a point every four games, then we can get away from, you know get away from these. And I just don't think that can be that. Could, it just can't. I keep on using the word quantify, like, mm. but it can't be said enough that how 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 much of a um, a blow it is a blow yeah to, mm. to this fan base and it's impossible to measure in direct terms isn't it mm. because you know people could say oh you would have lost this game anyway or you know Luton might have won this game anyway and we'll never know the answers to what no, might no. have been now but it's undeniable the effect it'll have yeah it's more than just points it is it's a horrible thing because it does it does feel unjust for us as fans we 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 aren't the ones no. going, yeah, do this, do that, spend money here, do this, whatever. We're just the we're just the recipients of it. Yeah. We have to just basically take what is thrown at us and it's like we've earned better than this. Okay, we've had two seasons where we've been crap mm. and we've we've been down where we deserve yeah. to be. We haven't won enough games. We've picked poorly, we've bought poorly, and it put us in a difficult predicament but part of that difficult predicament was Premier League induced by the way them looking over our shoulder you can't do this you need to get rid of that you need to do that and then you've hammered us anyway you take those you take those couple of years of being told what you can and you can't do and you struggle you take that as your medicine but then you can't be then kicked in the bollocks when you do do it because they want to they want to pretend to the government that everything they do is above board and everything they do, they can look after themselves. But us as a fan base have to suffer that and we have to suffer all the nonsense from other fans, you know, and the abuse and all of this when we haven't done anything. And it's to do with building a stadium and it is that thing when you go back in and you just think, right now it's like, here we go again, another long season that we didn't deserve now. Yeah, the only you're right, Jack. The only way we can deal with this is to win games quickly. Then win games quickly, catch them back up, and then move away. And then you go see fuck you, fucking ten points. You know what I mean? And and whatever. We, we, what else we need is this commission, this appeal commission, to be set a date very quickly, like mm. January or something, where it's in the the meantime. You yeah. know, I'm now personally, 
people might agree or disagree but I think when there's an appeal going on the point shouldn't have been taken no, no, there should have no, been a no, thing no. saying subject to appeal yeah, yeah. if Everton then go through the appeal and come out the other side and the guilty and the, the independent panel go it's, we're, up, we're upholding the 10 points then yeah by all means yeah, yeah. But, but you also have to factor in that that is, a, that is a financial sanction as well which they said they weren't going to do it's 11 million quid in league places so we have been double punished there but it should definitely be done the minute there's no room at, then it's done the minute that decision is done because you're here and then the next minute you get the points back or you get say Everton got six points back for argument's sake then all of a sudden we're back above Luton and like looping her back in, yeah. and it's like, what the fuck's going on with this lead team? Yeah, yeah. You know, it should have been left where it was until there was the final decision is done. And then if it's 10 points, Everton do drop. Because right now we're playing games with a pressure that, what if, what if, for argument's sake, they have the appeal and the new commission looks at it and goes, that should never have been done. Mm. Right? But what we're, we're doing, we're proposing six or nine points suspended, whichever. But that's it. Mm. It's suspended. And, and maybe a fine. I don't know. Right, I'm just making it up as I go along. But maybe that. Then all of a sudden, Everton are back where they were. But you've had these games get that have been written off through pressure. And then all of a sudden, OK, we'd all be dancing in the streets if mm. we got nine points back. Because that would probably take us away from danger. But we shouldn't have all of this period now where... Well, there's all the games pressure. that we might lose because of mm. we're dealing with the pressure of having a must-win game less mm. than halfway into the season when we've actually got a much better record than all the teams around us and shouldn't be in this conversation. We've won as much as all three prem all three promoter teams combined. Mm. That's how many games we've won. But what happens as well, and I know it wouldn't play out exactly like this, but what happens if this doesn't get resolved until later in the season and say mm. it looks like oh it's going to go down to the wire, Everton or Luton for argument's mm. sake? going to go down and then they go oh um the appeals come in everton are getting eight points back that takes us down then Luton are relegated but you'd be unhappy as a Luton fan as Absolutely. well because you tease them with the possibility mm. of staying up and then you go oh no we're, we're actually giving everton these points back mm. because um we didn't actually Absolutely. do a because they don't know where they're commission at. so that'd be unfair on them as well and mm. the whole thing's been a mess and like you say the points shouldn't have been put on immediately while there's appeal in process because to ignore the effect this will have on Everton going forward, and yeah, it's Everton's responsibility to solve it, but it needs to be acknowledged. It's a massive pressure. That's going to take points off us as well. Mm. It's a massive Back to the... shit, more like it is. It is. Back to the game. The half time whistle coming. Um, went in at half time and quite easily could have been 3 1 up. We'd had three really good opportunities in that first half. And at at half time, I'm thinking if we just carry on what we're doing, these are giving us chances. We get one. Yeah, you know, the, the old, the Gladys Street will suck the ball in, quote, and all that. It'll it'll really ignite the place again then, and then we'll drive on, and we might make it, we'll see what United are made of. And yet, we came out the second half, and whoever had put some, like, I don't know, they put, like, bleeding, something in the tea, like lavender in the tea or something to just chill them all down and make them sleepy because we come out and... CBD. There was no... CBD. <laughs> there was no energy whatsoever after that time. Hour. And mm. Six, it's seven, uh, eight minutes later, we can see the penalty. No, again, it's that intensity you were talking about earlier, though. It's that intensity, um, you know, the, the having the press, you know, mm. getting in people's faces. You know, mm. I know I was talking about something slightly different before, but you're right, it's that... Coming out the box, going right. We need to get this crowd going again. We need to 
show the other side of us. I mean, there's, you can you can press and ha ha harry and, and get in people's faces without mm -hmm. losing the shape. I mean, yeah, that's the yeah, whole yeah. point, you know. Good sides do it. We don't seem to have that. We seem to have a half press. We do. Yeah. We allow the back four to get on the ball or or Onana to get on the ball or whatever, and it allowed them to start moving the ball a little better and. You know, they were quicker and sharper and, and a couple of little passes and Martial gets himself in, on the edge of the box and one touch and Ashley Young's foot comes out and yeah, he said it was a dive at first but I thought the longer the Man United fan uh, plays protested, I thought this is a given, it's given, I mean I know they checked them anyway but this is given the VAR that little bit of extra time to uh, have a little look and he came to the decision it was a penalty which I haven't seen it I thought, I thought it was I, thought I, it I was. said at the time me and, me and Barry Williams actually were saying well, it wasn't a dive mm. so it's either it's either right on the line so it's whether yeah. you say it's a free kick or it's a it's a penalty and he wasn't going to give a free kick because he booked the money or it's a penalty because he, he didn't dive you could see clear as day didn't dive it was just whether it was in the box and a minute my only my only real gripe with it is how long it took the referee because he was seen to be shaking his head at first. Mm. He was looking and looking, and it was almost like they were trying to convince him that it was mm. a penalty. I don't know. I saw it again then on the, the cameras, like quite close to me in front. And I could see it on a thing when I seen it on. It was like it's a penalty. Ashley Young just puts a foot off for no speed reason. And someone sticks a foot out. It's a penalty. I'm not being funny. We did that on the street. It would take you over. Mm. It was a penalty. Someone trip. That's literally the definition of a trip, isn't it? Um, I just don't know what Ashley Young was thinking, and he'd already been at well, his, we, his normal booking after twenty. We were saying minutes. before, I think if you're one 0 down at home against Manchester United, then you can see where the issues. Are. If you've got to take him off, mm. you've got to be brave enough to just say, "We need to start having an overlapping uh, fullback because mm. actually, how are we going to get back into this game?" Mm -hmm. And he's simply not the answer. And you know, every week I do the start eleven, and I put Nathan Patterson in there because I just, to me, Ashley Young can have a good game. But he's still not what the team needs. No. The team needs full-backs who go past the wide men. Especially on the right-hand side. And particularly at Goodison. Exactly, but especially on the right-hand side yeah. where, where Jack Harrison is so left-footed and wants to come... I mean, obviously he's not as left-footed as the fellow on the other side. Mm. But you know what I mean? He wants to come inside and you need that. And there was a moment in the second half, a bit later on, where Harrison had the ball and actually was five yards behind him and still didn't sprint past him. Mm. And I'm just like, what's the point? Mm. What is the point? We've got a young lad there that obviously has his issues in terms of his defending and his positioning. But you know what, Michalenko used to be have similar issues, mm. but at least he's he's grown into the he's role. He's only gonna learn Patterson by playing. Yeah. Well, he? you've got Seamus Coleman. Mm. But Seamus Coleman and Seamus no Coleman knows when to go. Yeah. Or yeah. when not to go. Well that caused Evan a bit. I mean, we we can see the penalty. It's a great, great penalty by Rashford, top corner, not Pickford could do. And that that, that definitely did take all the wind out of it. It could have quite easily reignited about 40 seconds later because Adrisha Garnagay smashes one into the mm. top corner. I'm right behind it. Onana ah. was over that side, does make a really good save. A little bit further over, he might have caused them an issue. That would have got us back in the game. I don't obviously. know how he hit that so well after mm. that chance he scuffed earlier in the first on. He really took it off to Corey and then he just pelts it at the yeah. corner flag. Yeah, it was a crazy shot. That. But that would have got us back in. But like Pez just said there, to me, the second half followed like the Arsenal and Luton game at Goodison, mm -hmm. whereas we didn't have a clue what to do. Um, there was no, there was no way of playing. 
every now and again we did a long straight ball. Tarkovsky thinking he was Kevin De Bruyne just smashing yeah. things out for goal kicks. We had no variation, and that's where an attacking fullback on the outside would have given us that. And I think the manager. I'd have took Young off the minute he wildly swung at Garnacho and got booked, to be honest with you, because he's just a liability on a booking. And it takes away anything he's got then. But at half-time, I'd have changed him and said to Patterson, get on the outside. Or Coleman, like Ped said, either of them. When you've got the opportunity and Jack Harrison comes inside, get on the outside. That would have opened the pitch up a little bit for us. We saw it late on when Patterson did come on. We got in three or four times around the back. That should have been so much earlier, Jack. Especially in that second half as well, where we were struggling getting up the pitch. Mm. And then, you know, another 10 minutes has gone in the second half. You know, Young's gave us nothing going forward. Mm. And he's gave away a penalty. Yeah. And he's on a book. And he would have had the second book. And if the ref hadn't given us a dive first, most likely the can't, yeah, can't yeah. give yellows on VAR, can no. he? So... You know, he probably got a bit lucky there as well. And, you know, we mentioned Ashley Young going forward or, you know, the lack of what he offers going forward. And that is a massive issue. And, you know, we will keep banging that drum. But he's not even been convincing defensively mm. either. And, you know, you mentioned Michalenko and, you know, the argument with him is always, oh, well, it, it's a double-edged sword because he, he is OK defensively if he's not great going forward. Mm. Young's been poor at both ends and mm. I didn't think he'd be this bad. He looked like you know, a safe pair of hands, he'd be experienced and okay, the legs won't necessarily be there, but he's a good pro. He doesn't look switched on at all and I don't know if that's just because the legs have completely gone and they can't react as fast as his brain does. Mm. I don't think and his brain reacts as quick as his legs do though, that's the, that's the problem. That's the problem, he doesn't look but experienced he... and I'm trying to find a reason for why that is, but you don't forget no. how for to me, be a like, for me, he's, he's 38, he's a decent squad player, yeah. he's, he can do three or four different roles for you. He's the one that at times should be coming on on the right wing mm. with 20 minutes left and, See game and putting his... Yeah, but if you come on with 20 minutes, he'll be fit enough that he can almost cram an hour into 20 minutes in terms of running up and down. And it gives you that breather because he does he does put it. He put a great cross in in the first half. He's just never in them areas to do mm. it because he doesn't want to go back. His bottle's gone of, of going too far because he can't come back. And that's what the one you're talking about. He ran and stopped. And I was like, if he'd have just carried on, he'd have slid you in. Yeah. And then I trust him to pick someone out in the middle. If you if you think I can't get I can't go because I can't get back, that causes a problem. And Jack Harrison mm. is so he's not one footer because no. he can use his right, but he predominantly wants to come inside. And then you've got the reverse pass. Their fullbacks have to think, well, I've got to go with this fella. He takes a runner with him. Buys you a on. yard for mm -hmm. him to pick someone on. And I just thought, I just thought we let the game. Creep on in the second no half. No coincidence that Jack Harrison is always marked by two players because mm. they don't have to worry they, about. There's nothing on the outside. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I mean, the subs were made on the seventy-third minute, and then we conceded the third on the seventy-fifth. Mm. I mean, the manager has waited too long there. Mm. You know, he really has. Let's be honest; it was game over but, when Rashford scored. But but why? But but why have we got that mentality that it's game over at two 0 Because he doesn't do no, anything. No, I know that's what I'm saying. We have. We have a mentality that it's over at 2-0. Mm. The fan base has a mentality that it's over. There's still 40 minutes left in the game. Mm. And yet to us, and you've just said it yourself, Garner Gay gets a volley out of his feet. And it could have been 2-1. And then suddenly you have engaged mm. the fan base again. The second half just petered out as mm. a non-entity. Yeah. And that, that happens far too much at Goodison Park. It, we're, we're shite there. I mean, you know, again, if anyone ever questions why we should, why when people go, oh, we don't want to leave mid-season... I'd leave now because mm. the place is cursed. But to, the bigger picture is is that when we go 2-0 down, why doesn't the manager just say, 
well, we might as well make a sub now. Mm. Ashley Young isn't going to change. Isn't the game isn't going to be change because Ashley Young's still on the pitch? Mm. It's going to change because he goes off. And actually, we Get introduce some energy, something. Yeah. We go and he even said himself in the press comments afterwards. He was at the third goal. Well, we were going for it, so he opened us up. It's like yeah. So we that was the seventy fifth minute, mate. We were already tuning out down. We're obviously going to have a better chance, aren't we? And I'm, I'm like you know, and I'm not not like creating a narrative here, as some people like to think uh, that I do. I'm just. I think everyone can see this. Yeah. The manager, as soon as they score their second, as soon as he gets the foul as well, that he doesn't get booked for, which means next one, you're yeah, getting yeah, sent yeah, off, yeah. sunshine. Yeah, yeah. Why isn't the manager just going? Come on, I've got two other right backs mm. there. It's one position where yeah, we, we are actually up. where we've actually got depth with quality. Well, once Patterson come on, we got in down the back three or four times. Okay, some of the final ball wasn't good enough, but we were showing we could open them up. And that was an area that you do have to change something. Mm. You have to do something a bit different. Dwight McNeil had a terrible game. He had a terrible game. He really did. And he should have gone off earlier, really. But if you'd have put Patterson on and you're more attacking this way, who knows? There would have been less reliance on McNeil mm. to get forward. It just gives you more variation, doesn't it? Makes you a little bit less predictable. Mm. Especially with just giving your fullbacks or playing fullbacks with a bit more licence to go forward. Mm. Like you say, it takes a runner or you can get the ball to them and you can play the one two or they've got the cross into the box. It just means you're not doing the same thing every single mm. time. And after the first half where we did make a lot of chances and overall didn't play too poorly, you've got to expect that United are going to change and going to try and shut us down a bit more. Clock on to the fact that we've done the same thing every time in terms of getting up the pitch, mm. try and adapt to that and shut down our only way of getting forward and they did that. And obviously we didn't perform at the same intensity second half even. I don't know if maybe that's because... They did so well in terms of chance creation in the first half, and there was a bit of an attitude of uh, it's going to come for us because you know well, look how well we've done so far in terms of making chances. I obviously, don't know what was said at half time, but that's the only thing I can think of. I don't know why they'd take the foot off the pedal just, otherwise. It's so frustrating, isn't it? Frustrating's the words. If it's not working, you've got to change it. But you've got to ch like you saying there about the, down the right. If you change that in the fifty-second minute, right? then you know you're going to get more joy out of it. You know you're going to make them have to think a little bit more. Luke Shaw's been injured, mm. so he's not. Gonna, he was taken off eventually. He's yeah. not going to be as fit. You, inter you introduce a different thing. When you start putting quality into the box, then therefore Don thinks, right, I've got, I'm going to have four or five opportunities here to get on the end of something. That, to me, is what you, you're introducing with 40 minutes to go. Mm. Whereas if you keep doing the same thing till the 73rd minute... Mm. It the you you it does drain out the mm. stadium. The the hope starts draining away. You're not seeing opportunities being created. You're two 0 down, so the, you are beaten. And I just think you have to introduce something that gets the fans thinking. Right, we can go again mm. in a second wind. And if all we've got Patterson to do that or Seamus Coleman, then you've got to roll the dice. You can't you can't wait I just don't how many times have we been sat in Goodison watching that though Pat? no I know watching and the game just this, ever away this is our like... criticism of Dice this is our not, to be fair this isn't just no it's him. not Dice it happened with Lampard as well and we haven't Benitez. got a squad we yeah. haven't got a squad but this is our criticism of Dice mm. as, as well as he's done with this team this mm. season this is the criticism you know there's a, <laughs> before all this mess there was a video coming around social media of me ranting and raving after the Arsenal game but that particular game really annoyed me it really, really annoyed me because 
of how we let that game one nil against Arsenal mm. of how of how much we let that game just ebb away mm. without even really having a goal. Mm. And there was shades of this yesterday. You know, I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna start ranting and raving about it. Oh. But I think there are opportunities that the manager can. Also with the crowd, mm. because like I said, it's like you've got the crowd. The crowd are on your side. Mm. They're not. They're not. They're not leaving. Apart from the parking with ten minutes to go, they're not leaving. They, they want to. They want they something to be get behind. Yeah, yeah. But if and Ashley Young, people can sit here and they can go, "Oh, he's the new whipping boy. He's the new Michael Keane." That always annoys me when people say he's the new whipping boy, because mm. all it is is he's playing. He isn't. He isn't playing well, mm. and people aren't stupid. And if they see people not playing well, they think, why are they in the team? Mm. And then doubts start creeping into your mind about all the things. But certainly during games, you know, mm. we're, we're three people with, with all different opinions. Me and you have vastly different opinions. Yeah, yeah. But we, we, we understand football enough mm. to go, maybe we should. Like you you said, take him off when he got the book. And I'm saying I'd have taken mm. him off at half time. Like you know, I, I, think, I think the three of us can meet in the middle and say, after the half penalty. Time. Well, no, I, I, what I mean is though, mm -hmm. absolutely. At a minimum. Uh, yeah, at a minimum, mm -hmm. exactly. At a minimum, you take him off because you think, you think, oof, mm, if he gets one more, like when we in the, like in the derby, we've all been watching football long enough to go, he's been destroyed here, mm -hmm. take him off. The other fella took their fella off when, mm -hmm. he, when he got away with one. I just, sometimes I look at Dice and I just don't think, you, I think you're not savvy enough to make the decision when, and don't get me wrong, it works the other way sometimes. Sometimes it does. It is, it's a fine of line. It is. But I think for a position like that, where you're like, eh, it's not, does it, it will only benefit mm. with 40 minutes to go if you bring either Seamus on. Imagine Seamus coming on yesterday, 2 0 down. He comes on and he goes, we can get something out of this. Because he's got that kind of attitude. Whereas Ashley Young's a bit like, Oh, won't oh, I feel hard done by. I'm not having a go with the fact. I do honestly think he was a good person to bring in, a mm. good free transfer, yeah. a good squad member, yes, a sure. good guy to have around the place, really experienced. That doesn't mean he should be playing every single week. I would add a mate that changed earlier and just add some energy because we just didn't have it. Seamus, if you'd brought him on, would have lifted the stadium. We hadn't seen him, first mm. appearance of the season, all that. Patterson was the one for me with the energy. Should have had him on, but we did. We you know, we can talk about Dwight, McNe Dwight McNeil and him not playing well. Well, he got taken off yesterday and there was a fella got put on who had the opportunity to nail, you know, his mm. colours to the mast and say, give me me going out, Danzy, you men. And he come on and he just, he just didn't do one or the other. You know, we conceded the goal not long after he come on. Not That's not down to him, but we, we went 3-0 down. It was too easy. One ball and Martial just ran through the middle of them and dinked it over. Pick, obviously, seems to score against Everton. But Dan Zuma in possession of the ball. Just, he, he seems to get it. Mm. Goes past them and then stops and waits for them to come back and then, like, tries to go again. It's like, what? Like, what are you doing? He's a moments player, isn't he? He's a player that would probably look boss on, like, a YouTube video mm. uh, package 10 minutes so you can cut out that bit mm. where he waits for and you come back and take the ball and just go oh he, he's a good dribbler and mm. he did absolutely nothing right and mm. uh, like the loss isn't down to him no, it, no. it, it, it was gone before he came on the pitch but 
there's a player who, to be honest, I was thinking, bring him on, because McNeil's been poor. Mm. Let, let's see what he's about. He shouldn't be out of the conversation. You're looking he for a spark, aren't you? He came on and he did absolutely nothing right. And he's one of the players who, you know, on the bench, he's one of the first names you're looking at thinking he could potentially be a game changer. Mm. It's a small bench and there's a lot of kids on there and you know, two right-backs. Oh, Dan, Dan Jume was the experienced attacker mm. on the bench who, you know, got a decent record in European football in terms of goal scoring. Mm. He came on and did nothing. The ball bounced off him about five times. He, mm. He'd probably been chewing Dyche's ear off for an opportunity and he came on and I know it was only a cameo, but he did nothing right. He started against Burnley in the cup and, and now he was out of his normal role, but he still had an opportunity to show, OK, at least I can work hard and replicate the hard work they expect in this role. That's a core I'll sometimes give. Doesn't do that either. He's a, he's a player that I had relatively decent expectations mm. for because... No, he'd done well at Bournemouth and he'd had good spells at Villarreal. He's been disappointing. Mm. It can only be training, can't it? Like, it can only be his attitude in training that is stopping him from getting more minutes. More because I know he was poor yesterday, but I will give him the benefit of the doubt in, in saying, you know, coming on for the last 15 minutes of a game, and this is the first time we've seen him literally since the Burnley Cup game. So mm. he hasn't had much time, and it is hard, and I do... I do have a little bit of sympathy for him, but I don't into the fact that it must be is what he's doing in training. Because mm. I don't think Dwight McNeil's been, been good at all. But, I mean, no. we can package it up and say, well, defensively he's great, mm. he works hard. We said numerous times it's the wingers' jobs to create chances for our centre-forward and the Corey. That's literally their job. They are offensive players. And if they're not doing it, yes, all that other stuff's great. And it's preferable that you have a player who does all that, but their job is to create stuff. And Dwight McNeil and Jack Harrison just don't create enough. And you need a player on the bench who's pushing them, who's not. So they're looking over their shoulder after an hour going, yeah, I, I need to do more here. But if they're not pushing, and as I said, that can only be from training. That can only be that he's not working hard enough and the manager just looks at him and thinks, you're not going to give me what I need. And in this spell of games, we will need, we will need that. We can't be waiting till the last 20 minutes to mm. change up our attacking plays when it's not working. Again, that's that's another issue where squad-wise we're so... We're, it's, it's, it's scary. It's scary how, how, how limited we've got. We've got Beto, Dan Juma and a right-back. Mm. Schmitty, Ray and Dobbin. I thought he'd done all right. Kid, the kids... They're not going to come on it. They they haven't. They won't come on and change games for you. They might help. They might give you something. They might like when Chimiti came on at West Ham as a sort of like for like of Dom, and you can stick to the way you've been playing. But I don't think they're going to help you change a game, flip it round. Where there's someone like Dan Jumi, has got a reputation where you look at his goals record and you think, well, actually, or his YouTube video, or you look at it and think maybe he can do something off the bench and. And if he doesn't come on and do anything, it, it, it's massively disheartening. Because then you start thinking, well, we can't change the team. Because why would you bring him into the team? All he had to do yesterday was come on, beat a man and put a decent ball into the box. So, you know, win the ball back in the middle of the pitch and just carry it up. That would have been enough for people to say, you know what, give him a chance next game because mm -hmm. McNeil's been poor. And those two scenarios, uh, more than in his locker, he could have done that. Mm. I just don't think he came on with the right levels of motivation or effort. Look at better when he came on against Burnley, you know, Burnley in the cup, but you could see him have time to do something, and in the end he sets up the third goal, goal, doesn't yeah. he? Because they're just from desperate, yeah. desperate to want to do something. Yeah. 
And it, you look at Dan Jumi, you just think, has he got that? Does he? Is he desperate? Mm. Is he desperate to change this game? Even if it's to get a goal back, mm. you know what? We we feed off that as a you know mm. we, we hadn't we hadn't asked used to do that all the time. Every time he came on, for as bad as he was, you could see him. You go, this fella, at least he wants to do it, and it would come off now and again. Mm. You know, and that's that's quite disheartening yeah. that that we are we are. Relying on I, so few players. I thought Smithy did quite well when he came on. He had that shot that he flashed just wide. He won a few headers, got himself sent, so he just didn't put the right <coughs> ball in for him. We hit the bar, Michalenko struck the bar. Uh, we had another one that I don't know how it stayed out. We like the yard out and we missed, you know, players going in at that. And, and it was a it ends up obviously disappointing 3 0 in the end. And, You've got to lick your wounds and get back, get back at it at Nottingham Forest at the weekend, and that's the only way we, you know, for right now, there's not much we can do. All we can do is back the team, keep trying to highlight the, you know, the protest stuff. Hope yeah. that there's a quick decision on when the appeal will be, um, and once we do that, hopefully, you know, everyone can focus on that and Everton get some wins in December because we have got a tough month. Got some big games. There's a lot of points there. If we could win, yeah. win a few games in that month, then we'd be in a much better place, obviously. Um, there was no Amadou Onana yesterday, but Adrissa Garner Gay um, was in there. He ran everywhere. Let's have a look at his numbers from yesterday. 79 touches he had. He won 50% of his duels, four interceptions, three tackles, accurate passes, 85%. Um, blaze one wide. Had another a great shot which Andre Onana pushed over the bar, mm. which was a brilliant save. Um, but we did we did miss Onana, didn't we? Because yeah. if you've got Onana and then you've got either Gay next to him or you've got James Garner, you've then also got that energy to come off the bench. Mm. But right now, without no Andre Gomez and, and Delhi, because they're the only two that are midfield players, mm. really. Once one of our three mid centre midfield players are out, there isn't anybody to come on and help us there at all. And the Tishigana gate had a decent game, but it was noticeable how much, in my opinion, we missed that we missed Amadou Onana yesterday. Yeah, his presence in the Everton midfield's been really important this mm. season. I do think he really stepped it up a level and like you say, missing him means that our midfield's picked for us beforehand mm. and that's why it's gonna stay for the rest of the game and there is a lack of adaptability there, mm. which is something we're already struggling with, even in the areas where we have options, we don't adapt yeah. or change. And that was the story of the game, really, wasn't it? Because we started the game relatively well. You know, we made chances, not another day at half time. It could have been 2 0, but it wasn't. You need to adapt and you need to change. That football is not a simulation. Things happen, there's moving parts where you have to react and change to them. And Midfield was an area where we couldn't do that. And, you know, with Onana back in the future, hopefully we'll have that option where we can bring Gay off the mm. bench or, you know, if Delhi gets fit, he can come off the bench. But in the areas where we can adapt, we need to. And, you know, that means bringing Patterson on or it means Dan Juma actually stepping up and being able to offer something. Mm. I'm sorry for going in on him so much, but it frustrated me because he didn't have to change the game yesterday. He just had to show that he can 
give us something going forward and he never. You're looking for a spark, aren't you? You're looking, you, you feel like he's been wronged a little bit because he hasn't had any chances and yet when he does that, Sean Dyche has got every right to turn around and go, this is why mm. Dwight McNeil plays even whether he's not playing well or not or this is why I don't bring Dan Zuma on because this is this is where we are with them at the moment. Yeah, of course. You want players to get on. Do a bit and go. I deserve to have a go here, and I'm not getting the. I don't think anyone. I don't think anyone's sort of on Dan Juma's side, are they? In terms of, he must. He mustn't be. He mustn't train to the level the manager wants him to. Mm. And as you said, it can be difficult because you get on for a little short period yeah. of time. You, Horrible being subbed. You know, when you're not getting on regularly and creating those partnerships and understanding your role within the team, it can be. It can be demoralising, but. That's it's on the manager, isn't it? The manager's gonna have to. The manager, just basically playing with like thirteen players. Mm. You know, it's he, that's that's where our squad is at the moment. He's yeah. got, and as you mentioned, if you haven't got Onana and you haven't got the player on the bench, I thought we, I thought we, we just missed Onana on the ball. Mm. Was just getting the ball and keeping it nice and simple. Keep I it. think that frees up James Garner a little bit. Yeah. Um, to 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 maybe just push into little pockets of space where he can. Try and affect the game. Mm. I just think at the moment he, he finds it. James Garner can be anonymous in yeah. these games, although he he's putting it, the effort he, in, but yeah, it's just yeah. not in it the game. It just doesn't influence he? the game in terms yeah. of creating chances. Um, and the core is role at home in these kind of games where better opposition. He's just, he's, I think he had something like. I don't think he had over twenty touches. It was very low. Might, I might be. It might be a little bit more, but it was very. He's better. The core is so effective away from yeah. Goodison. He's, he's key away from mm. away from home. But at home, there are a lot of games that sort of pass him by. He's just not in the game because yeah. he he doesn't. Because you're not enough, open, you're not creating no, enough, enough enough space for Inter yeah. to work in. Yeah, it's frustrating. Let's have a look at the, the the overall stats anyway from the game. There we go, Everton nil, Man United 3. 24 shots from Everton, 9 from Manchester United. 6 on target for the Blues, 4 for United. 3 big chances each, 50%. Too much possession. Too much possession. Too much killer. possession. It's a killer. It, yeah, it's yet another game. Because I think if you look into like the fine numbers of it, we were like 50.7 or mm. something. So, you know, overall... That's we that weird. About... Sky had us 51.49, didn't he? Yeah, but they had us 51.50. Sky. 50 actually, yeah, sorry, which 51 50. Is impossible. Which is impossible. So, fair play to us. Mm. You know, breaking records, aren't That's we? Lowest points deduction ever. They broke. Biggest the, fight for the pitch invasion. Yeah. Broke but, the possession. Uh, yeah, yeah it, it's another game where a Sean Dice team has had more possession, or at least more possession than they'd like to, and mm. not got the results. And it is a bit of a worrying correlation. I don't care about possession, I mm. care about what we do with the ball, but. It seems more and more apparent when we do have more of the ball, we don't actually know what to do with it. Especially again, when we can't get up the pitch the way we'd want to because the wing play is being shut down. And well, not having players like Amadou on armour doesn't he, help. Does he it? can carry he is, the ball as exactly. well, and that's another way up the pitch. So, you know, I don't want to criticise Dice too much for that, but it, it's another one. It, it's mm. another one for the collection, and it, it do, does have to be acknowledged. Well, listen, we, we go to Forest at the weekend. It's a good opportunity to get back on the horse. It's a tough game. They're very good at home, although they lost their home to Brighton at the weekend. Got to go there, put up a fight like we did last season, and we should have won there last season. So let's see what the manager comes up with. Hopefully, Amadou Onana will be available at the weekend uh, to strengthen the squad. James Coleman, hopefully, have another week uh, training and may well come back into the side for that one. But um, 
fingers crossed this one didn't work out the way we hoped mm. so we've got to we've got to just carry on with it because that's all we can do isn't it yeah. um and hopefully we'll we'll Absolutely. start winning some games of football we're carrying on over on traffic tv premier now uh so hit this the like button for this subscribe if you haven't if you want to become a Trophy tv premium member the link is in the description the qr code will be on the screen now see you later